You are listening to the Four Corners podcast with Lenny Marcus. Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Riotcast Network, Riotcast.com. Today's guest, I am super excited today, is originally from Brooklyn, New York, and I mean Brooklyn, New York. He is currently owner and proprietor of Unique Music, the best DJ entertainment company in the tri-state area, if not the world. He is not just a wedding DJ business. He and his wife, Carrie, have built this business into a next-level, full-service wedding planning juggernaut from the top caterers, venues, vendors. This guy is the best, and he is one hell of a DJ. Anybody who's at my wedding will tell you it is the best wedding they've ever been to, and I'm not just saying that because he is my friend of 35 years. It's Larry Go. What's up, guys? How are you? Welcome. There you go. I, literally, I'm not even joking. I can't thank you enough for like the millionth time about my wedding. Like It was the coolest wedding on earth. And I get off stage last night. This is still going on. Still going on. This is now three, almost three years, right? Vic Henley's hosting last night. He's a comedian from New York. He was at the wedding, and he talks up this wedding like he still can't believe it happened, right? So, like, all he says is, like, uh, what was that? Like, what was the steak? We have Porterhouse Steak Station. That's all he keeps yelling at me. Once in a while, he'll just yell, Porterhouse Steak Station. And then he'll go. Uh, what about the Mamafuku Milk Balls? Mamafuku Milk Balls. Like, some people called me about that. But I get off stage, and from the stage, as I'm walking out, Lenny's wedding was the best wedding of all time, right? That's great. From the on stage, he does it every time I leave. Stay, he he never forgot it. How do we get you to get to New Jersey for this wedding, though? How? Do, oh well, we wanted you. Wanted we wanted him in Manhattan. Yeah, I mean, Carrie helped. I mean, there was one here. Put this mic very close to your mouth. What? I tell everybody the same thing. They're like, I don't know. What do I do? Wedding planner. I go. I made one phone call to your wife. Well, the end. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Carrie is. <laughs> that was it. How do we do Carrie's it? Carrie's incredible as far as uh, putting it all together. She she makes all the right decisions. However, getting people like yourself or other people to the place where they need to be to get the wedding that they want, that's the hard part. Well, I mean, it's bang for the buck, too. Like in New York City, it was very apparent. Like we had a budget. It wasn't like unlimited budget. So when you say how many people or whatever ahead and then you start looking at venues in Manhattan – you realize it's an impossibility. You to just to get a venue, the places were gorgeous. At one time we had this gorgeous space on like fifty seventh street and at night it would have been unbelievable with the buildings around. I'm like, I'm imagining these pictures. It's like once in a lifetime. But there's it's a blank room. So she's like, Well, it's gonna cost all this money to bring all the catering in and the band in and it's, whatever it, it's and then ridiculous. they play you can clean up cost, the, the fees, the extra so at the end, when oh, it, yeah, if you want to take the garbage out, that's yeah. a fee. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. No, no. We need to pay people to come take your garbage out at the end of the night. So, yeah, by the way, all this money you paid, then here's an extra, you know, couple of thousand. Right. So it was like ridiculous. How so, much has that changed? Has it completely gone it's up Manhattan. and up and up? It's New York. It's getting worse and worse. No, no. It, it Well, yeah, it gets worse and worse because people keep inventing new ways to spend your money. <laughs> so we went from there and then we went across the river. What if we looked at from New Jersey, like from Hoboken or something, there was some 
some nice space, but the space was like, and it smelled like a bar. I was like, this is, so I was like, let's just, and then her family's from Pennsylvania. So like coming out to New Jersey was a better move than say Long Island or Westchester. Everybody's, and it just worked. And then anybody, she goes, I promise you the food's amazing. Everybody's dream and is to it. be, you know, in Manhattan. And, and I get so many people who yep. want to go to Manhattan and they just don't realize it's, you know, it's almost 80% more than you're expecting right. to do it there. And then you go to New Jersey or you get a really good place that like a secret highway. Nobody knows the place you, you right. know, God, I'll give him a little shout out to Cedar Hill Country Club. Right. Nobody knows that place. But the guy who runs it is the king. <laughs> the, He's the king. What's Wiser. Wiser, yeah. Wiser. That he guy is the king. was unbelievable. And the food was off the charts. And that was part of the thing. We Our directive really wrapping this up real quick. My wife, I wanted food to make sure the Jews and the comics <laughs> never forgot. <laughs> it and Gina's like I want a dance party and boom right. that right, was right. it that's our job and we that's did what we both. Do. she's the foodie yep. and I'm the music and right. it's slam dunk I'm like do, you we know, I, a, do we have a reality TV show in the works I think so be, it would be definitely oh, it's not on TV music. right uh, there was thought of it I was uh, talking to E back when they were doing all the party shows yep. yeah. and there was this other Larry that does catering and he's very well known he's excellent um, kind of queenie you know kind right. of uh, very you know that helps kind of guy and he had the look and the energy and the uh, you know he was definitely a drama a drama queen if you will and then you had me and the idea was to create these battles between the front and the back of the house and between larry and larry and it was going to be that's this, not a bad idea thing. it's funny because i saw the show uh one of my friends did the show where the three married couples and then they they one of them wins the prize for the best wedding, right? And so, oh yeah, yeah, we were on that one. Oh, you guys were on yeah, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's sort of, but it's never been from that point of view about finding a thing. How far out? How wait, far wait, wait. I don't want to talk about the DJ. Okay. I want to yeah. talk about Larry's. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about Larry for a minute. We'll get to DJ. It's all about me. It's all about. That's me. right. We want to go Larry for the first fifteen. You know, if we well, can. That's what I was going to ask. How far? Uh, how far did we know each other from? Yes, I Albany. Thirty-five. You guys years. are like the besties from ever. Yes, we know each other from Albany. But was, I was going to ask, how far back did you do this? Were you already? Yes, great question. Okay, Watch so this. You were doing right. it. Watch like, this, Neil. How old were you? Like I, I literally did my first party. I was 15 years old. <laughs> oh, so you were already cranking in, in high school. Yeah, yeah. No, I was the DJ in high, high school, school. Okay. and the you know that Why? was my only cool thing. Here's so, my question. And there wasn't DJs, and it was always get no, a live, no. It was a secret. get a live band. No, no. If you no, there were DJs, and if you were a DJ, you were you knew the secret, so you were so cool. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, shit. to go to like all the sweet 16s and be the guy that did all the parties for all your friends and i, I mean i cannot tell you how many cool even if lenny would have done that it would have made him cool or no way <laughs> no, not, no it made larry cool, cool. I, I, I know but i, I could have dragged it, him along but i was like could <laughs> dj have really made lenny cool or yeah, if you yeah, knew how to no, do no, it no. yes oh yeah. you think yeah, wow yeah, it's yeah. powerful not powerful you didn't realize how powerful that was then geek chic was in even back then no it wasn't and you had the boards the whole thing you were you were working the whole yeah I had uh, turntables oh, and shit. that whole thing. It was even before, I mean, it's a while ago, so it's even before scratching got popular. Yeah. So what happened was the DJs on their MTV got popular and you saw like Run DMC and you saw scratching and you said, oh, that's the DJ. Is that a musician? And it kind of became something over the years. But when I started, it still was pretty damn cool like to to be this guy that was in charge of the party. And 
you know, it was positive and negative because, like, I, I was the DJ and I was, like, this cool guy and going out to, you know, Sweet Sixteens or even weddings. And I was, like, 17 years old. I'm going out to weddings and 16 years old going out to weddings. Oh, so you were already getting hired out and the whole thing. I worked for somebody oh, you who worked had for somebody. A, kind of a cool business. He was a but where super does, cool But where guy. does the initial thing come from? Yeah, where did... This is not right. my big oh, question. You, How... Why music? Uh, yeah, why... Where did you go? I want to You know, that's it. That's a great question. So the music to me is is something that pumps my brain. So that gets me going. I mean, you know, at what age? And your parents eight? Has, always eight, wait, your seven. parents had some crazy music collection. My parents had a great music uh, collection. I went to Broadway shows. I was dragged along. I you know loved them. I went okay. to those shows. I listened to her records. I mean, and what was your oh first? Oh my, my mom's <laughs> records. Oh God, I could, I'm thinking of them. But in was my it head. disco? Was it pre disco? No, no, it was pre disco. Like, I was really Joe Baez. I was like a little Jewish kid in Brooklyn that liked. Like old R and B soul and musical theater. Like there you go. My musical theater, I liked it because I liked the music and the and the whole thing and the choreography of the whole thing. It was really interesting to me. And then the lighting became important. But yeah, I listened to my mom's records. Like she had a, she had this record, Best of Billy Stewart. Like people don't even white guys don't even know who Billy Stewart is. <laughs> right. But Billy Stewart had these amazing this amazing voice and I, I just couldn't get it out of my head. Then it was like Lou Rawls and Barry White and Oh, she had that. My parents had, had Theodore Bikel albums. <laughs> we were all uncool. Like it was all Fronte Israeli folk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Israeli. The th- the um the soundtrack to Man of La Mancha. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. Yeah. And they don't know anything. Right. So we, well, we grew up my parents were uncool. I'm uncool. Your parents had the coolest record collection. I don't even know if you're cool. cool what? It was Barry White we, albums? Were, what were what you we do? What were you doing? My parents used to have that big ass reel to reel thing with the. No, big we ass. had the stereo. What uh, was your piece first of equipment? Yeah, what happened? What was it your was first like, stereo? Um, like, so remember? it wasn't a stereo. Yeah, it was like um, it was like a piece of furniture. It was like the size uh, of a yeah. k- kitchen countertop. Right. The entire length of the kitchen countertop. There was a TV <laughs> in the bottom. There was a record player uh, on the left side. There was a radio on the right, right. side. There were speakers in it. It was a piece of furniture right. that you couldn't move if it was dumped in there it was there till the house was burned so the they ground. liked music and they were yeah, they ahead liked of music. They, yeah. they liked music they and their friends liked music and they came over and they took disco hustle lessons and I watched them right and I used to watch them and my father was a terrible dancer so I would have to <laughs> dance with my mom to show him the moves so I knew all the moves so now I meet this DJ mm-hmm. uh, he was like the coolest guy in the neighborhood and is this Richie V Richie V yeah, okay, yeah. Richie V Music Express may he Rest in peace, best way. So uh, he he says he says to me, uh, "Hey Larry, you want to come uh, carry the records and stuff?" You know, we had all these records. I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love music." So I came and I carried the records, and and then all these ladies were like my mother's friends were doing all these dance moves that I knew because I'm doing them in my basement with you know my mother and father. Yeah. Um. So I ended up dancing with all the ladies. Ah. So I'm dancing with all the ladies. I'm like. <laughs> 14 years old, 15 years old, I'm dancing with all these ladies, doing all these moves, and he's like, um, you, You're you, hired. Should, you, you should come out to parties with me. Yeah. Um, we're going to pay you $15. Yep. That's what I got. $15. 15 and back then, that's like a billion. It, it was a million dollars to me, <laughs> and it didn't matter. I would have done it for free. Yep. Oh, man. So you were hooked. You were hooked from the beginning. Yeah. But, but you, it I, was a natural fit. It, it was the music. You're, you know, certain people get 
pumped for math. Some some people love computers and how that worked. But it, it's Are you all talking about Lenny when you no. do the math yeah, and computers? I pointed, I pointed him. <laughs> this was is, a weird thing that you banged out. You banged out two in a row. Math. This is a weird thing. This is a weird. I see how this is going to go. Who are you talking about math and computers? I don't get excited about math and computers. But it's all happening at the right time because right at that point, disco blows up. Yeah. Right, yeah. the radio—it's a different genre of music. Yeah. Is it's like so, all this yeah. music is hitting at the same time, rock and roll, you know, and also disco. And in Brooklyn, talk about Brooklyn for a second. Like, <laughs> what was it like? You had Flamingo Kid. You had, uh, you know, you had the Travolta stuff yeah. happening. What what was this? Well, you grew, what, you grew up like? in Long Island, but so, I and, and so I was sheltered from the like I said. It's a completely different fiddler universe. on the roof. Yeah, totally different. Brooklyn is a place where I describe it like this: everybody in Brooklyn did their own Brooklyn thing, and we all thought we were right, and the rest <laughs> of the world was incorrect. Right. <laughs> and we knew it. <laughs> and fuck you if you didn't participate in our stuff. That's right. But and we're, it, we're and it did. It got cool. We're in Brooklyn. I guess. Uh, we were we were in like, you know, Mill Basin, Canarsie. It, it, this is an area of Brooklyn that is not cool now. Yeah. Uh, you, moved well, to the, other, the cool part of Brooklyn. I just read all so. about Brooklyn at this time. It's funny that you say that because I read like Saturday Night Fever hits and Brooklyn is cool. Like Brooklyn is yeah. on the map, not in the. It's across the world. Brooklyn starts right. to get cool, right? You know the the outfits are cool. Disco is booms. Everybody's like, why is everybody's going to dance clubs and doing dance competitions, Correct. and they're all walking around like, hey, how you dance doing? Dance studios, yeah, dance studio. How you doing? Uh, right, you know, under the L on Eighty Sixth Street. Right, you know, Lenny's Pizza. Right. <laughs> right, I mean, it was Spumoni. it was the culture and the whole thing, and that's where you went. And yeah, and then when I talk to Peter, he'll be like, I'm in the park and I'm playing. I'm playing pickup games with Chris Mullen. Yeah. Like yeah, what? Chris Mullen so that's it. Like it's yeah. all at the same. I mean, it was a cool place to live. It's the, I think at the time it was the fourth largest city in the country. Yeah. Um, it was, and it was ethnic groups everywhere. Very, uh, you know, ethnic neighborhoods, very, right. very, very determined lines. Right. For ethnic neighborhoods. So, you know, and they're was, all coming together at one time. Yeah. I think we all hung together. You know, I think that wasn't a problem. You know, there was, it was not, quite as uh, no, but racially it, forward right. as now it is. But. <laughs> but I mean, it's the first time I've ever saw like double parking in my life. Like when you yeah, go yeah. to Brooklyn. My wife freaked out when she said, <laughs> I she saw said Where, why is everybody parked in the middle of the street? Right. I'm like, like well, it's okay if you're only doing it for a few minutes. <laughs> well, how does everybody else know? Well, they beat their horn until you come down. Yeah, I ask the same questions. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I, I You just yeah. park your car you, go you block out, you block out three other cars so you could just do your business and those cars are probably not moving anyway. Yeah, they're coming right down. Then you'd yeah. say, eh, eh, and then some guy comes running out of the building. Sorry, Sorry. Yeah, it's amazing. So, all right. So you go to you do all this and the bit you're doing that and then you you go to college. But I got out. You got out. I got out. That was sort of like I got into the regular world. Yeah. So, so was it like do you when you were in college, you're like, well, I was doing pretty good in high school. I was like the king of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I took that to where we went to school. Yeah. And, you know, and he starts this. He starts doing shows and DJing up and I'm like, what? Yeah. Unheard so, of. Right. So we go there and Unheard I'm of. like, now I'm like back to square one again. Right. I was cool in high school. Now I'm back to square one again. And I'm living on this, you know, outlier place where nobody really, I can't believe I was there. I don't even know where what you Albany? were doing there. Yeah. What I was doing in Albany? No, it's no, but, I, but not so much Albany um, in this place within Albany. I was oh. in this, like, I wasn't in the spot where all the cool kids were. I right. was, uh, so I'm starting at literally square one, right. squ back to square one. And I'm like, once again, the little Jew in this, you know, 
in this in this community, huge this college, world, huge yeah. world. And I had to do something, so I sort of figured out a way to run parties at off campus school, right? Off campus, right. on campus, or wherever close, I did them close all. By. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and next and thing you we know, we made money out of it. Yeah. We were doing, we were making money. We were promoting. I was DJing, and he's got boom, a side was, business. I'm back in the middle of college. Well, in college, that's when it can really work. I feel like even more. Oh, it worked. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, were, <laughs> we were bringing home what, what it would amounted to a fortune back yeah. then. I yeah, because I could think in college it's going to really work because now you're going to do every fraternity party, every whatever. You know, there's all that shit in college. Oh, to get into but his they, parties were a big deal. It was still yeah, before yeah, yeah. that, though. It was still before that. I mean, literally, the fraternities just cranked up again, and there were like, it, we actually went to this luncheonette bar, and we said to this Albanian owner, "We're gonna bring all the college kids to your bar." Yeah, that kind of stuff. And he's like, like, <laughs> like, "What? The, what yeah, are you talking yeah. about? What are you talking about?" I go, "Just give me a drink special, yeah. and I'll get everybody here." And make the drinking age like thirteen. And, and you're right, right. Like, <laughs> it was anyway. No, I think it, was, it, was, it was. It was eighteen. 18 it was eighteen. Um, so anyway, we we bring all and we had lines out the door wherever we made a party. Lines out the door, and all my friends who were in on this with me, not Lenny, because he was home yeah. eating, watching. Sports. And what's your major no, so in college? In the gym, uh, political science. Yeah, <laughs> that's the funniest part yeah, of the yeah. whole thing. Uh, so uh, it's I don't even get yeah, yeah. that. How is that my even mom possible? To be a lawyer? <laughs> yeah. So something. So something. Still, I wasn't going to be yeah, a doctor, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I had yeah. to be a lawyer. That's the, that's the mom's second choice. Even though it's kind of apparent what your what life is pulling you, you're still like, I got to be a lawyer. Uh, the, no, the, I mean the, that was practical. <laughs> no, no, the pull was. I, th I think about that to this day. Like I, recently, the, I, we were talking about like your life and where, what channel and what path you went down. And I'm like, oh my god, the draw from my mom, the power of this one woman, yeah. um, single single mom, lot of power. She like her power to make me try to be a, a, an attorney. <laughs> I was the furthest thing from attorney. I loved music, yeah, right, entertaining, yeah. could have been an actor, could have been anything. Yeah. Right. I, I, I'm going to be a lawyer. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> they're from that mentality, though. My parents are the same way. Like I said, comedian, my father nearly cried in the corner. You know what I mean? Like there's right. no. Right. That's not the way. Culturally, it was a. That's not what wall. you do. It was right. a real big wall. You go to school. I always have plan A. You go to school, you get a job, lawyer, accountant, doctor. You, know, you did you it. Come out with a briefcase. You, I did. I did, did exactly it. what they wanted, and I was miserable. Right. You did too. So I want to get to that before we wrap up the segment. You do this. You make the leap. You're working, what, temp eight, or temp, like running a temp As a, like a, like recruiting. A, like a recruiting, yeah. yeah. Recruiting for admit, administrative help. And then finally you the do this. So what's that? Tell me about that day. You're oh, like, that's yeah, it. Yeah. I'm done. Well, I'm I spoke doing, to my friend Carl, you, who you know, this crazy Brooklyn Street kid. You're telling me and Carl is the impetus to this? Because yes, Carl Because Carl worked out the numbers. I love Carl, but if you're out there, Carl's the biggest fuck up. In the history. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What right, do you mean ahead. he worked up the numbers? He worked uh, up the he numbers. He worked up the numbers. So I'm working in this job. <laughs> Please and I'm do making an money. impression of Carl, too, when you do it, because Carl has the biggest Brooklyn yeah, Carl, accent of all time. Carl was like, okay, Larry, this is what we're going to do. We fucking do, Larry. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to take, you're going to, what you can do is you're going to make so much money in this job, okay? So what we're going to do is we're going to make so much money in this job. But, but Carl, if I give up my job that I'm making money in now, because I'm a good salesperson, <laughs> I like sales, I'm doing good, I'm making more money than my friends who are professionals, accountants, or whatever, I'm, I'm making good money. No, no, no. All you got to do is sell one extra wedding or bar mitzvah, and just one by being home, and you'll make up the same amount of money than you would 
if you uh, were actually working every day. So and you'll be happier. He was right. He was on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Carl was right. And the, literally the next day, I, I I said, "Hey guys, I'm I, I'm done here." But at that point, you already have you're already doing. I had it in the background. We were doing it. You're doing it. We're doing it. Working for Richie. We still working for Richie. I started my own. I started my own. I'm doing some parties. It was really cool. I was meeting tons of people. I was getting life experience. I mean, I'm literally 21 years old. I'm running my own business, and I said, "You know, you're right. I'm doing, let's say, 10 parties a month. But if I make an extra three parties a month." Because I'm home full time, I'll make the money back. Yeah. And literally the next day I went in there and I, I swear to you, it wasn't three parties. It was 30 parties <laughs> in the first month. Is that amazing? Like I went from taking phone calls and it was so easy back then. It was like, hey, you're good. I'll call you. Like that was all it took. You know, you do a good job and that's it. So they called me and I literally went to town on booking these parties and I went to three, four, five parties a week and hiring new people, getting my cousin involved. My girlfriend was now working with me. I made her a DJ. <laughs> I would send her to parties with like, and she would say, oh, no, no, Larry can't make it, but um, uh, we're good and we're going to do a great job. And, you know, she would rock the party with somebody else and then my little 14-year-old nephew at the time. And then it was crazy, like what we did. Um, I want you to tell one quick story before we go back to the DJ business. Tell Neil how you met Carrie. <laughs> just right. tell that quickly tell so that um he's going in he uh, takes the bus to work literally right? taking a bus to work in from new jersey well, you gotta now explain you, who carrie is carrie's too. his okay, wife so carrie's yeah, my yeah. wife yeah, i got you no, um no we meet knew. we meet in the city wait, wait you moved out of brooklyn let's take a, a real quick so this the whole family decides at some point to move town to new jersey everybody your mom I graduate went, college right. my mother said oh we bought a house in new jersey <laughs> What, was it like? Where in New oh Jersey? my God! In uh, at the time, it was Freehold, New Jersey. Okay. Were you just like, blown away? Like where you left the Brooklyn? Hell, yeah. am I going to live? <laughs> she took me there, and I'm like, that's Are Bruce Springsteen. That's like yeah, crazy yeah. area. I'm like, Are you fucking kidding me? I live here now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you can't walk anywhere. There's no stores on the corner. There's no place to go. There's no people. There's nobody hanging out. There's no place to. Yeah, I mean, it's it was, culture shock. It was really culture shock. So I get there. And I'm like, what the hell am I going to do? I literally graduated college, loaded up my giant 1974 Chevy Malibu station wagon <laughs> with all my crap, drove, instead of to Brooklyn, I drove to New Jersey. That was the first time I ever oh, got God. there. And I went to you know, Jersey. I met some people. I said, like, I better start talking to people. So a couple of weeks later, I, I, I saw this girl buying a ticket to the same town that I was buying a ticket for. She was pretty. So I was like, all right, buy okay. I'll talk to her. She ended up sitting in front of me on the bus. I immediately, you know, say start start up a conversation. Do you live in uh, Manalapan, New Jersey? Because that's where I was going. She's like, Yeah, I do. Do I know you? I'm like, I think I think so. You look familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely playing her, yeah. and uh, we we spent one hour, and that was and it's thirty years later. Wow, amazing, right? Yeah, he's um, on a bus too. Of is all that places. crazy? Yeah. So now he's you know he turns into a Jersey guy. Let's go to corner number two. Real, gonna. Make a real quick turn. The DJ business, it is a sales job. Yeah, it was for me. I mean, I'm very verbal. I'm very, all DJs are very verbal. We're very outgoing. I talk with my hands. I'm very expressive. Right. Uh, that's that's who we are. But It's DJing, but it's Brooklyn. It's my Brooklyn personality that I learned when I was a teenager. That's how you survived. And 
Well, that's how yeah, I. Yeah, it's flash personality. It's it's a ton of it. You can't be like a quiet DJ, right, I would think, right. or you're just gonna sit there. It's you just be have boring. It. You just have it. You do, you know. I'm not saying everybody has it, but you no, just no, have no. it. And you're a very special meet, thing. <laughs> this is not everybody. I meet people, and you know, it works out. You well, know, what is it that makes a good DJ? When you think about a good DJ, like you know, Cipher sounds. I, read I know Cipher. You read people. I read people. What does that mean? I read people. Um, like the crowd? Like, okay, Lenny, you're from Long Island. Yep. You grew up in Long Island. You probably like this music. Man you're of La this Mancha? Age. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what it takes. The you soundtrack like to Fiddler? <laughs> no, okay. So you read them like the what? score to the Ten yeah. Commandments. There's a good chicken dance in my future, yeah. right? No, no you guys. read people. You see where they're from, what they're about, how old they are, what they know of music, what's important to them in music. Some people think their music is the only music that's out there. True. Uh, I have friends who I call them the B-sides. They don't listen to the mainstream song on the record that came out, whether it was the Stones or Springsteen. They know the song on the second side of the record, fourth song in, and they think everybody well, knows that But wait a second. Song. Peter's from Brooklyn. You basically the, the same age. He didn't age. like my music. Right. He didn't like your music. He's like, you know, big audio dynamite and, and, yeah. and he had the a Clash. I'm like, how'd you read that? Right. Because he didn't Dork. like my music. He wasn't from my neighborhood. <laughs> right. He wasn't a, you know, right. he wasn't a guy trying to be the cool, cool. guy, you know. With Are the, we talking about Peter? Yeah, Peter. Like all be Fish? like not even B sides. Yeah. I don't even know what that was called back then. You know, well, like you know, alt. whatever it was. You know, well, he listened. Music. He listened to alternative music, or you know, let's say the alternative eighties. I see him listening to like Simon and Garfunkel. No, no, no. Like, it's alt. No, uh, Todd Rundgren. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's kind of that's coming off. That's after that Simon him, and Garfunkel. Yeah, I mean, but everybody has their influences, right. and everybody has their music. And I read people. And I but, see what they like, and I see if they're outgoing, and, I, and I'm able to, I, I, like I always say, somebody's got to, you can cook the egg. Everybody can cook the egg. Anybody can DJ nowadays. Right. But somebody's got to crack the egg. <laughs> nice. Um, that, that cuts me out of that. You're, you're not cracking <laughs> Neil's not cracking Wait, any so, eggs. So what about all the DJs now as, as the world changed and like there's DJs playing, like, Whatever that it's a whole other genre. What are that, that, that they, like? How did this start? That thing in a uh, freaking Randall's Island to go out there to this place. All the festivals. Yeah, where yeah, they're yeah. not even going to see a concert not, of a DJ playing music. Right. Correct. That's like, a crazy that's, thing. How is that hard for thing? me to understand? Yeah, that's all. And yeah. I'm like, what, what are they doing? Yeah, what? Like, so that's why going back to my question, what do they just mix it better? Do they they've taken two things and they've made like they're. What are yeah, they doing yeah, well, that this, everybody's this like, is, I got to see the, that guy. This is an evolution of, of, you know, 25 years of DJs. So I'm an event DJ. So right. I do events. I, I'm, I'm good at reading people who get invited to events. So right. if I'm on an Upper East Side, New York City gala, <clears throat> that leads to some playlist. Right. If I'm in Brooklyn, that leads to a different playlist. Got if it. I'm, you know, if I'm doing a 50th birthday party, I can, I can think back to when they were cool and what their music was. If I'm doing, you know, a, a Sweet 16 or a wedding, I, I, I read people. I know where they're from. You know, I get the South Jersey weddings. I get the Manhattan weddings. I, right. You know, it's all <clears throat> the type of people uh, that you see. And, and they don't know all the things I know. I'm reading them. So I, I can pick out their playlist. So I'm an event DJ. What you're talking about is 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 club DJs or even concert DJs. Those guys, what they're doing is they're creating the music themselves, off of other music. Um, sometimes off of other music. Sometimes they are making ori original compositions huh. because the DJ is now, a, I would say, a musician as well. So the DJ is a musician. He is creating the music, the sound, 
and the effects and putting it together. Then he mixes it live. And if he's good, he's making it, uh, you know, somewhat of a show with extra instruments and stuff like that. Okay, let me rattle off some DJ business questions so you can clear them up or or things that most people don't know. Most well, well, nobody knows anything. They just like I'm hiring a DJ. But is he good? <clears throat> you know, like uh, what's the season? You have a season, right? Like a big, se- bigger season than usual. Depending season. on if you're like an event, sp- is spring weddings and falls bar mitzvahs <laughs> and February uh, scalp. If you're in New York, right? <laughs> right. If you're in New York. Uh, the weddings take place in the summer, uh. um, you know, spring and summer, let's say. There's always a few fall weddings, but then the what they call them now is now is known as the mitzvah season. Right. And all the <laughs> the, 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 the bar mitzvahs, that's a whole nother segment on your four corners. That's right. <clears throat> well, is bar mitzvah bigger than weddings now huge. or huge? When, bar when, I always say when weddings want when weddings grow up, they want to be bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> now, did that's you funny. notice that the massive change in, in money and like. It was always kind of keep up with the Joneses. Neil's right. It's kind of keep up with the Joneses. But now when you go to a, it's so sick what these bar mitzvahs have turned into. Like, there's just an extravagance. There's a ridiculous amount of money being thrown at these parties. Yeah, there's a little bit of competition. But what I've determined, I'm going to jump ahead to, like, the stereotypical thing is, oh, where it's competition. You know, that movie, um, you know, the Steins, whatever. It's not. It's not it's not only that. It's really the kids are so knowledgeable and they're going to so many parties that they're actually they're the they're pushing this this they're the captain of this ship. They're pushing their parents to get to buy to do. My my 13-year-old uh cousin um is making a bar mitzvah in a month and she tells me not a year ago but 2 years ago, we need a cool bar in the room. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, why yeah. do you know this? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, you want to get into social media and why she knows all this stuff, but she's so knowledgeable. She's driving the bus. She's telling her parents what she needs, what she wants. And to be very honest with you, the parents just don't want to say no. Yeah, yeah, that's... You don't want to be the one to be like, no, that's not appropriate for the party we're making. <laughs> or no, we don't have anywhere near that kind of money to when, throw at this party. Well, when did it turn into like, okay, <clears throat> band and then DJ with like dancers? Like the first time I've ever saw you come, you had like a bunch of party influencers or yeah. dancers. I was like, what the fuck is that? And now it's like you have a stage and lights. Yeah, these are like, all add-ons that made it bigger than ever. We used right. to play on a table like right. everybody else. Right. And, you know, you'd play the music. And then we had a guy out front like myself who's outgoing and, and riles up the crowd. Yep. Then we said, oh, let's bring some, you know, girls and guys that are super fun and can hang out with these, you know, kids that come to the party. Right. Then that got really out of control. <laughs> they, 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 they said, let's bring in activities for the kids to do during the party. So they're playing basketball. They're, they're racing cars. They're doing virtual reality. Um, they're doing all these crazy things during the party um, while the rest of the party or the parents are dancing or something like that. And then uh, <laughs> the, the look of the room has morting into basically like the Grammys. Yeah, basically, the Grammys. Basically, every this week we're making the Grammys and stage, and stage lighting and I mean, floor, I, the floor sometimes they floor, put yeah. dan- like literal yeah, different lights floor. On the, lights on the dance floor. The stage that I bring to a party literally is better <laughs> than the stage you would go to, you know, if you were performing on a Broadway stage. <laughs> it's know, literally better. Yeah, I know. It's so it's funny. Crazy. It's such a New York thing, though. And, know? and by the way, I, yeah, and by the way, I build California. that stage 
in one, you know, afternoon, two hours before the party, right. you build it because there's a party in the room beforehand. So that party has to get out. And you have to build that stage in two hours, do the whole thing with no rehearsal, no dress rehearsal, no talking points, nothing. All boom on the spot. Do you have a favorite one ever that ever took place? I have a, I have a million favorite, favorite ones. ones. But I'll, I'll t- I had this one girl who threw, a, you know, no less, no less than a million dollars at her party. Really? But she was the meanest lady on the face <laughs> the of the earth. The girl or the wife? The, or mother, the mother. The mother. Okay. She was the meanest lady on the face <laughs> of the earth. And just to give you the sum of how mean she was, I get an invitation to be the best man at a wedding. Right. I'm going to be the best man at my very good friend out in, in Scottsdale's wedding. Right. And I said, uh, I'm not going to give you the names. I said, um, I, I, I really would like to send one of my terrific uh, guys. You know, I have a company of five different guys. They're wonderful. Right. You've met him before. He's wonderful. He'll be charming. He's younger and handsome, more handsome than I am. It'll be great. Yeah. Uh, Larry, if you do that, you'll never work ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so tell your best friend you ain't making it. Damn. Damn. Yeah. That is really It was cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but you, you're in you demand. Go? You're like, no. No. What about um, the worst one ever? You got a worse one? Like, did anything not, nothing went right? I uh, mean, no, I, our stuff. We don't have too many epic fails, you know. Not for you, but like the bar mitzvah itself. Like the kids were a disaster, or the kids are a disaster every week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the kids. Are the kids. <laughs> yeah, you just have to figure out how to manage these kids. But right. they're they are. I mean, it's kids speak versus adults speak. Right. The adults go, yeah, we love to dance to all the kids' music. Ariana Grande and Justin Timberlake and Bruno Mars. They're our favorites, and the kids love it. Right. And the kids are going. Fucking hate that music. <laughs> I want to hear Travis Scott, and right. I want to hear the N word, and I want to hear MF, and I want right. to hear the worst possible music <laughs> ever. You know, for dancing and celebrating my Jewish heritage right. with, with this music that is all about like the ghetto and and how and and how this hoe is going to get on that hoe. Uh, he just had his bar mitzvah. And That's Grandpa's funny. like, did I just hear what I think I heard? <laughs> all right, two quick questions. One is. When did it start? Like you had this mix at mine. Like I always wanted. To, I would love a band, but you mixed it. You had like a. You had you and the group, and then you had a bunch of. You had some musicians come in, a drummer and a yeah. sax, and now they. Right. Combine. Somebody told me this is a throwback. They used to do this years and years ago, like in the seventies again. Like and now they kind of brought that back, and it kind of just enhances everything. Um, it definitely enhances it. It's definitely more affordable. I've been a little bit of, let's say, in my business, I'm I'm definitely a bit of a visionary. Right. So I've come up up with some of these things that now are kind of standard issue Mm -hmm. and one of the things i've been doing i've been doing this for like 20 years is i've been taking live musicians good musicians concert level musicians and i've been uh putting them on the party now not only am i doing that but i'm remixing the song so that i'm leaving space for these musicians to play so it sounds better i'm not just slapping on some guy who can sing over the right over the guy who's singing you know that would be awful right <laughs> right um, so we we created this sound and it works really well and i'm i am bringing ridiculous level musicians so i put this together because i love live music like Me too. i'm not just uh, a dj guy and i'm not so much of a fist pumping club guy i like live music and 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 most of the songs that i've listened to my whole life were recorded by live musicians so <laughs> i want to bring that to the people and i think there's an element of that that should be brought to not only the kids but of course the adults love it um quick question the chicken dance 
this ruined every party in the history. <laughs> My wife thought it was the first thing out of her mouth. No, no chicken, chicken dance. Yeah. It's a cliche. Uh, yeah, Why it's not really done. I'll be very honest with you. It it, it's look. not a thing anymore. Oh, no, thank I mean, God. you know, your wife is concerned, but the well, she's dance, got some Midwest relatives. Yeah, that maybe possibly, they, maybe they still do. I listen. I'm oh, they do it. I guess we've I, seen it. I guess I'm in New York. <laughs> I don't see that. Yeah, how, how much do people just bother the shit out of you just coming up and going? You got to play this yes. song because uh, you already have it all planned out. Are you? Yeah, no, no. I'm, it's very impromptu. Oh, okay, and it's very much uh, matter of fact. That's like I said. I'm reading people the entire time because I've seen people no, have like epic meltdowns that they you got to play the song. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, I had I a guy come up. I had a guy come up to me and he he printed out. His request. <laughs> That's and what I, he, not his event. Not his event. Right. He's just an uncle. <laughs> and he <laughs> came to me and la- and put the, the printed out request in front of me and goes, and just like tapped it down like, you this got, you got this. You got this. <laughs> that's what I feel like. Yeah. You just if like you these start, are good ones. And if you start, Helen ready, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you start drinking, I feel like for you the get, listeners, yeah. Helen ready is way ahead of her time. Uh, why do birds suddenly? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we're bringing no, down. no. I mean, it was it was party songs, but I was like, and I actually took a picture of it and posted it on social media. <laughs> I was like, is this guy serious? Oh my god! And have you ever just destroyed a party on purpose? Like, screw these people. I'm going to hit him with like five worst songs ever in a row. You know, <laughs> he's not vindictive. He's making to, be on, to be honest with you, I have had opportunity to do that for people that deserve that. That's what Neil would do. That's what I he have says. people that like, deserve If that. this guy comes up to me one more time, I'm going to hit him with like three Helen Reddies in a row, yeah. followed by... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I actually do like the kill him with kindness thing, and I ha- yeah. I've had people come up to me say, that guy was such a douche to you. Yeah. Why did you make the party so good? I go, I just couldn't. Yeah, yeah, no, I could. It. I could never do that. I just think it'd be funny. Couldn't we'll we'll it. save that for the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, the third one I want to do today is to combine the music. And I'm going to do like music theme and a little bit in this one, but the movie Saturday Night Fever. I remember. I want to talk about the movie Saturday Night Fever because it oh, broke. Wait, oh, before yeah, we do, I totally flash. But you know, if you do need, you said you get like high level band people, uh-uh. yeah. like high level music, yeah. I don't know if you know Lenny. Has he plays a mean clarinet? I just wanted to throw that in there for Lenny. <laughs> oh, I play a terrible clarinet. Yeah. No. Anyways, all right, back to Saturday Night. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll but somebody out. could play Saturday a good horror. I see this guy on the subway all the time who, like, black dude, plays the clarinet, does the whole dance up and down the platform on Forty Second Street, and plays an amazing. Hor- will play a horror. Yeah, you know, that's like, by the way, the horror by black dudes yeah. is the thing in New York City. <laughs> yeah, in New York City, and they're for good. the past thirty years. The horror has been sung by a, a front line of the <laughs> best African American singers that They're are great. singing the horror. Yeah. They have no idea what the real words are. <laughs> it's very true. They but have it's, no idea what the words are. They play and, it. And all the Jews are throwing people up in the chair yeah. and they're doing all the wedding stuff. And they're they like, ooh, ah. Yeah. Ooh, ah. <laughs> it's hysterical. It is hysterical. All right. Saturday Night Fever, directed by John Badham, 1977. Um, it stars John Travolta as Tony Manero, working class young man who spends his weekends dancing and drinking at local Brooklyn discos. Karen Lynn Gorney as Stephanie Manga- Mangano. Mangano. Yeah, and his dance partner and eventual confidant and Donna Pascal as Annette. Tony's, 
Tony's former dance partner and would-be girlfriend. While in the disco, Tony is a champion dancer. His circle of friends and weekend dancing help him cope with the harsh realities of life. A dead-end job. We all know the movie. Clashes. Let me just tell the people. With his unsupporting parents, racial tensions in the local community, and in general, restlessness. Well, we're just setting it up a little bit. Just set it up a little bit. Everyone knows this movie. If they don't, it's too bad. This was ba- do you know what it's based on? It was in, based on an, uh, an article, a New York Magazine article, article by a British writer, Nick Khan, who tribal rights of the new Saturday night in the mid-90s. And it, they flashed it back to whatever. He became, this became such a cultural sensation that with Travolta, like I said, everything I read about it was like, it influ- first of all, the soundtrack alone, it had two great things. One is the soundtrack, drove this movie right larry like every song is a hit every song's a hit the bgs were kind of like uh they were like a rock band and they they exploded i never heard of them before that it became the poster boy for disco yeah it yeah i mean we it's funny because we just listened to this me about to listen to this like two nights ago the bgs or saturday night fever soundtrack the the bgs if it would which then led us to the soundtrack there's tons of other good songs on the soundtrack but obviously the bgs but the music holds up so well the two things that it nailed were it nailed the zeitgeist of brooklyn in that time the 70s and the music was just unbelievable the music was great did travolta nail every guy you ever knew in a disco. Travolta really hit it on the head. And I don't think he's a Brooklyn guy. He's a Jersey guy. Yeah. I think um, you're right. But he really, you know, he knew that he really era. knew the, the people. And I knew, I mean, I was a little younger than he was portrayed in the movie. So he's probably portrayed in the movie as like 17 or 18 years right. old. He's driving. I wasn't driving yet. So <laughs> right. I was probably like 13 or 14 or something like that. Maybe yeah. 12. But I knew a hundred guys like that. And I knew the whole crew and I knew other crews and I knew the stuff they left out of the movie. You know, maybe, you know, some quote unquote mobster stuff and those guys. Well, they do have that weird part of that movie where he's he does get into a gang fight somehow. Right. right, Well, you know, know? that was that was the Barracudas. That was definitely a thing. It was the Spanish kids or the black kids versus the Italian kids and stuff. like that. And were you jumping off the Verrazano bridge back in Brooklyn? (laughs) That that definitely set the again. Nail it set the Verrazano. Nobody knew the Verrazano Bridge. Now the whole right. country knows the Verrazano, Verrazano bridge. bridge, and everyone's at the hang time out. the longest uh, the expand, 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 bridge. Yeah. So, so you when you see this movie, are you? Feel that's like, my history. But you feel like that's that's different for you because you feel like you were part of that. No, he lived it. Yeah. I was a hundred percent part of it. Yeah. I hundred percent looked went, up to those these kids. clubs. Yeah. I knew the clubs. You know I actually yeah. DJed at. Odyssey, really? Two thousand one Odyssey, oh which was a God. dump, by the way. <laughs> it was Is that where they dump. shot it? Yeah, yeah, they oh, shot wow. it in the disco. They had the floor, the same floor. Yeah, it had the floor. But Damn. the way the the way the people in movies do the visual, it's it amazing. looked like such a big place. Yes, it was a small, small place. You can dump. tell the way they're around that floor. That's the length of the place. It was a dump. This is yeah. my favorite Saturday Night Live. And it was in Saturday a neighborhood. Night, I yeah. <laughs> it was in a regular neighborhood. This is my oh, favorite. Wow. Like, oh, Joey's house lives over there. Veronica lives over there. And that's the disco. <laughs> <laughs> God. My favorite Saturday Night Fever story. Yeah. So when I start acting, me and Bethel start doing comedy. We're doing, we're doing comedy. We'll go out to audition to this sh- uh, show. Right. Out in Queens, this lady's doing a big show and she needs a comedy team. Mm-hmm. And she's like a big actor. She's an actor. So we go out there and we walk into her house and it's like she's out in the middle. It might have been Brooklyn, but I think it's Queens. And she's like, uh, 
me and Bethel are a little nervous. She's like, oh, hi, I'm, you know, I'm a big actor. I don't know if you remember me. And we're like, that all, when they start saying stuff like that, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and next thing you know, we're sitting down and she brings out like five books, like pictures, like uh, scrapbooks. And she's like, that's me in Saturday Night Fever. And this is me in Saturday She's just a who? background extra. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, know yeah, yeah, I know who it was. She's just a background extra. Pro- but w- did was it Fran Drescher? <laughs> no, it was Fran Drescher. It was in I that movie. If, I right. wish it, no, I wish it was Fran Drescher. It was just this lady that had oh, never really? had never done anything else, but she was an extra in this movie. Right, right, right. And it was the best thing in her life. And so she just. Oh, my God. She was calling out actors to go out to these places. It's probably been going on forever. And this is her one credit. And we just left. I never will forget that story. But she, at the time, she's like, you know, 80 years old. Well, like I know. said before, we thought in Brooklyn we were 100% right and everybody else in the yeah. country was wrong. And that movie proved it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it gave me it solidified that's true it yeah. did like uh, legitimized me there's some weird parts of that movie well there's a, that's also there's, Italians have a big investment in that movie as well 100% it was yep. part of the culture Catholic, Italian and the brother's the priest yeah yeah no does, it was 100% they're all, they're all Italian right in the movie I mean most of them I didn't see uh, a Jew kid in that movie yeah, yeah, no, yeah, there, yeah, was, yeah, there yeah, wasn't yeah. that much Jews <laughs> like a Jew gang well they anything. were all probably Jewish they were just playing Italian well you know Saturday Night Fever so Friday night it wouldn't have worked <laughs> yeah yeah like, that, oh that's right probably can't do <laughs> that album sold 54 million copies it's still the number one selling soundtrack of all time is that crazy still that, I'm still playing those songs. Yeah. You're, that's what I was going to ask you. You're still, still playing, playing those songs. songs. Yeah, I, you're still playing those songs. It's crazy. They're still working. They yeah. are. So, like, people don't listen to disco per se anymore. Like, you don't listen to it in your car to, like, sing along to. But it has a purpose. You listen to disco songs in today's disco songs as well. Right. There's a purpose to go to a party and dance. Right. That's my life. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm in the car. I'm not jamming out to the music because... That's not what I would listen to, right. but I'm definitely going to a party and I'm thinking, eh, you know, it would work here. The Bee Gees would work here. <laughs> but can you still go out to those clubs out there in Brooklyn and see where they are? All of them are obviously gone, but you know where they all are. Like when you drive around Brooklyn, you're all stomping around and you're like, this is where the Odyssey was. This is where. Yeah. Was. I mean, those clubs are still around. They're banks now and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, that's what, that's what I was like, what has happened to all these iconic places? They're but it was a place. thing like that. That was a thing to go to a dance club. Just these dance places. Well, dance clubs are, you know, the kids of who are going out to clubs today, they're not going to these big discos like we had, like Studio 54. So just to give you back, go back to the first corner, I DJed in Studio 54. I was going to ask you, have you ever been to Studio 54? I DJed at Studio 54 okay. wow. when I was probably the summer when I was going to be 17. So oh, my God. It, so it was kind of like a little later after the whole major Andy Warhol but thing. still is there. You know, it was We're definitely still there, famous people and, still was, and I was not even the youngest kid in the booth. It was, you know, Jelly Bean was in the booth, and <laughs> I met him, and, you know, we were just kids. Everybody was a kid. You were a young kid. You know, you went there, and so this one girl used to take me to Studio 54, and she introduced me to somebody, and blah, blah, blah. I'm a DJ. You're a DJ, and I ended up in the booth somehow. Wow. Oh, I went there, big. like, three. I did, like, three three nights. I mean, of DJing yeah. there? And did it was you packed? It was one of those, yeah, it was packed. It was a little like, I think it was like 80, 81 as opposed to okay, 78, 78, 77, 77. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sound change. All right. Let me read you some, uh, some facts about this movie. Okay. Donna Pescow, who plays Annette, right, was almost t- considered too pretty for the role. She corrected this matter by putting on 40 pounds and relearning her native Brooklyn accent, which she had overcome while stuttering drama. <laughs> right. Right. right? So After sad. the production ended, she quickly lost the weight. She had game for the role. Yeah. And she, she, I thought she was, perfect. she hit it. She was perfect. She was, I think she was perfect. She was perfect that she was a little overweight. Yep. 
Um, although and she I, thought she was hot. She thought she was hot. Yeah. She was pretty face, you know. Yeah. You know, that's that that was very much her her <laughs> character was very much girls that you look to hook up with when you were a kid. Yeah. They you were never gonna date them, but they were girls you looked Travolta's mother, up. Helen, and sister Anne both appeared in minor roles in the beginning of the film. Travolta's sister is the pizzeria waitress who serves on the pizza. Slices and delivers the first dialogue, and his mother plays the woman who he sells the can of paint. I remember yeah. that after being yeah, late. Yeah, yeah. Um, the guy John G. Avelson was signed to direct, but he was fired three weeks into principal photography over a script dispute with producer Robert Stigwood. Despite this, Travolta's character has a Rocky poster in his room, a film directed by Avelson. How cool is that? Right, oh, right, right. That's a little thing. And the the big story I heard from this was, which I found so interesting, and I saw Travolta say something about this is like. The original cut, supposedly, Travolta got so mad at the original cut that he was going to, like, pan the... F- he was going to not do any press for the film oh, really? and sink the film. Why? Because he had gone out of his way to do all the dance stuff, like, all those crazy dance moves. So, and, and the director, uh, in, the, in the first rough cut, put the camera close to his face, put it right on his face, so he, he just saw his face. Right, right. He's like, dude, I didn't work for, like, two years on this dance shit pull back, go to the master and put, show the dance moves. And that sells the film. Of course, everybody wants to see this right, guy what a, dance. What a genius because that is what they'll still talk about. Even in his other pictures, when he dance. dance. It, it's, it's for some reason on film, people want to see people dance. Like in Pulp, they want to see, see him. Joke, of course. In Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction, he dances. And that scene. I remember he, my friends came home from Pulp Fiction the day before I saw it. Yeah. Actually, our friends right. uh, went, to, went to see it. And they go, there's a dancing with Travolta. Yeah. Like, it was like the first <laughs> thing they said to me. Well, dancing sells that movie. I mean, that, the movie is all about the dancing. Like, yeah. when you you kind of like the music, the dancing. I mean, the whole story with him. Well, with if you the remember, the hustle the, dancing was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought, I thought actually, I, I was actually a hustle dancer right. back then. Uh, used to dance like with a partner. Right. And I thought that his hustle dance that won him. Was awful. It was awful. They lost, right? They well, he won, and then they won, but he gave away the trophy. He knew he didn't win. It was awful. And the other couple, pretty much, was one of those great big time hustle disco dancers, like on the show Dance Fever. Yes, and you could tell that they and they deserve the trophy. You know that. Yeah. But he, you know, it was all stacked for in favor of him. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Was don't f- forget about the sequel dancing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about sequel, right? How bad was the idea of the sequel? Terrible. Yeah, uh, I guess you have to do it in today's days. I, yeah, I mean, it just I. You yeah. knew that was gonna suck. You t- every time they touch. You know what I heard? I heard the other day they're gonna try and redo Princess Bride. I'm like, why? Even Carrie always was like, dude, you really wanna? Yeah, his yeah. Twitter is. It was a win. It's a win. Let it, was it a win. Let, have the win. Yeah, yeah. Let, it's a classic. All right. Let's move on. All right, the fourth corner today while we have Larry. Since we have right, that, I'm, I'm going to quiz. Can you go to, you want to go to Birdie's room? Yeah, I'll go to Birdie's All right, I got to hear the door slide shut, Neil. All right, so we're going to pause. We'll put Neil in the soundproof booth, and we're going to uh, do By the way, quiz. I caught this with uh, one of your last guests. Yes. The quiz part. Yeah. <laughs> they both sucked. Yeah, they both sucked. <laughs> right, I think he closed, I think he closed the bathroom door is what he closed. He's a cheater. This is the problem with Neil. Um, yeah, the last one we did, I thought it was going to be this great, what was it? I don't know. We had this great thing lined up. Oh, it was with Gabby. Uh, with Gabby. Yeah, you know Gabby. Yeah. The reason I know Gabby is because you introduced me yeah. to Gabby, right? And Gabby's the sweetest. I'm like, why wouldn't she know all the Bon Jovi songs? It's really funny. And the she didn't know Bon Jovi shit. is their job. Yes. Bon Jovi is their job. And, and, and her father is, is awesome at Bon Jovi. I gave her a song that her dad wrote. Couldn't yeah. name it. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I, I did Gabby's bat mitzvah. I DJed, that must I DJed crazy. Gabby's bat mitzvah. And she liked whatever the popular groups, the Jonas Brothers or of whatever, popular groups at the of time. Course. All right. This is a disco quiz. You're going to bury Neil. <laughs> Uh, if I'm if I lose if I'm you don't get this I'm I'm not doing well, any quizzes anymore. Hold, right this ones. is the quiz. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna name the uh, the song, and you're gonna give me the band. Okay, that's it. All right. All right, hold on. Let me just get my. I need to get my. Are we playing the music? No, we're not gonna play oh, the that music. That would be I'm really gonna, cool. I know, but I'm not that cool. Wait, I gotta get a pen for this because I got. Well, you're gonna get twenty of them in a row anyway. Okay, ready? Name the artist. Night Fever. BTS. Bad Girls. Donna Summer. I will survive. Glory Gaynor. That's the way I like it. Casey in the Sunshine Band. Boogie Wonderland. Earth, Wind, Fire. <laughs> Ring My Bell. I Need a Ward. We Are Family. Sister Sledge. Disco Inferno. Tramps. <laughs> Play That Funky Music. Uh, Wild Cherry. Got to Be Real. Cheryl Lynn. Last Dance. Donna Summer. Turn the Beat Around. Vicky C. Robinson. <laughs> I Love the Nightlife. Elisa Bridges. La Freak. Cheek. Nile Rogers. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> love Train. OJ's. Shame. Evelyn Champagne King. <laughs> Don't leave me this way. Velma Houston. <laughs> the Hustle. Van McCoy. <laughs> more, more, more. That's a good one. The yeah. Andrea True Connection. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the hardest one. Funky Town. That's actually the hardest one. I think it's Lips and Cool. Hit it! <laughs> <laughs> Boom! We have a winner. That is so <laughs> sick. I'm like, there's no fucking way he's not getting 20. Uh, that was great, Larry. All right, Neil. I thought about a lot of those answers too, right? You did? Yeah, yeah for about yeah. a <laughs> nanosecond. Yeah, you're so good at this. I mean, that's yeah, your Neil, business. Neil, we're done. Let's go, Neil. Uh, he's fucked. I mean, I was putting this together. I'm like, I, I did want to play. I mean, eventually Neil's, watch, watch how he'll hem and haw and he'll, I'm like, it's all right. Don't shut. I heard you slam one. That was good. I mean, I like, I have Alexa over there. I was going to put the, um, the mic onto the Alexa yeah, yeah. and let have it play. All right, Neil, here's the quiz. It's a, <laughs> it's a mu- it's a disco quiz. Well, do I have to dance? No. Okay. I all got right. a chance. All I got, I got a chance. All you got to do. So you're saying, saying the, <laughs> <laughs> all you got to do is I'm going to name the group. Okay. Neil loves music. Yeah, I'm going to give good. you the name he'll, of the songs. Him, he'll get him. He'll get more than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get all of them? Yeah. 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 He went 20 for 20, Neil. So you have a chance of a tie. By the way, if there's a tiebreaker, (laughs) I did it in 10 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like... He did it. He literally set the record in the history of the show. (laughs) Yeah, okay. He did the whole 20 in a minute and a half. Uh, Not even. A minute. uh, I'll try to at least keep the listeners entertained. Just get like four. Let me try to get three. I think... What do you think is over under, Larry? There's a couple of ones. There's no fucking way, right? No, there's a couple of no ways. He'll get, I think, six. Okay. I'm going to go. Maybe he'll pull out... I'm gonna go nine. All right, I'm just naming the group. Oh, you gotta just name the group. That's all you gotta do. They're right? not. They're not deep. They're not. This is famous freaking usually songs. I, I lock this in. This is not like usually the I odd lock Bon Jovi songs that you did I last lock year. You went a little disaster. odd. You went a little deep. Well, on the I want, and who picked out those words, those lyrics? I didn't even know them. That's the literally the first line of the song. That was the whole point. It was the first line oh, of the song. Yeah. That quiz was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I was, by the end, I was like... About three like, things like, in, I'm like, uh, well, if you work for... I, the whole thing was to fuck you, Neil. And then dude, I'm like, I'm going to name the first line of the song. She's going to bang out 20 like you just did. 
no. Yeah. Boy. She got four. I got about zero. About three in, I was like, <laughs> yeah, she oh, this got, is not going yeah, the way she, I she, At the old days, she had uh, she had all the pop stars. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Disco quiz, Neil. Here we go. All you got to do is name the band. Mm-hmm. Ready? Night Fever. Uh, Bee Gees. Okay. One. Bad Girls. Uh, Bad Girls. Yeah. Two. I Will Survive. Uh, Glory Gaynor. Nice. Three. That's the way I like it. Casey in the Sunshine Band? Yes. Okay. Boogie Wonderland. <laughs> Boogie Wonderland. Boogie Wonderland. Uh, I mean, it's not Earth, Wind, and Fire, but I'll say Earth, Wind, and Yes. Fire. <laughs> Ring my bell. Uh, uh, Anita Wood? No. You couldn't Were you listening? Very close. Very close. Well, I know that song. Yeah, yeah. But she also did... Uh, she didn't do anything else. Oh, <laughs> you can ring. I was thinking, <laughs> knock, knock, knock on wood. It's somebody else. That's somebody oh, else. that's what I was guessing. That's Amy Stewart. No, oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's my song. <laughs> Just so you know. That's my song. Good. So if you're at my party, I'm like, can you play knock, knock, knock? <laughs> which was originally that's me. And you're like, which was originally. You're like, get this asshole away from me. Neil's going to go over it. We right. are family. Uh, we are family sister sledge. Yeah. Disco Inferno. Pittsburgh Pirates, by the way. Uh, yeah. Uh, Disco Inferno. Yeah. Uh, this gets tough now. Disco. I don't. I just. I guess I'll go Donna Summer again. No. Damn it. Tell him, Larry. Tramps. The Tramps. They were pretty good. They had a bunch of hits, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I had no idea. Got, I wouldn't have got that. Play that funky music. That's a tough one too. Even though you've heard it a million yeah, times. Yeah. I. I won't get that one. That's Wild Cherry. Yeah. I would never got. Got that to one. be real. <laughs> I'm, it's a de- it's looking dark. These are dark times. It's right a tough now. one. Next, he went to the next level. <laughs> yeah, Cheryl yeah. Lynn, uh, oh, Cheryl shit. Lynn. Who is um? You know what I feel like I'm watching now? One of those things on like PBS where they do all the old times. They have that concert. <laughs> yeah, that and commercial. Like, Cheryl Lynn. <laughs> and, like, and she sings like one song. And it's like like people. Did no she have can, anything else? Yeah, it's all. Cheryl Lynn. Uh, yeah, she had a couple, but not not popular. Last dance. Last Dance. Oh, that's a good one. That's one of, I like that. That's Donna Summer, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So I put two Donna I Summers in it. because when I was I going through it, gonna go there was a lot of one-hit wonders, but Donna Summer had a bunch of them. Like, she really she had, was the queen of this. She, had, she was the queen of disco. Yeah. She had seven or eight. Yep. Turn the Beat Around. That's a tough one. That's uh, a good trivia I one. I guess it's right there. Was that on the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack? No. No. Uh, Gloria Estevan? <laughs> Close. You're <laughs> about did, 10 did, years did, off. She, oh, did she, did she did it. She did it. So that counts. Oh, she did? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. That counts. She Thank did you. It in the 80s. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Vicky Sue Robinson. No, I got it. You didn't hit. say from the 70s. I <laughs> yeah. got that. Original. Well, everybody's done it. Why don't you just go ahead? Sting probably has a turn the beat around somewhere. <laughs> that did. I would have got that too. I love the nightlife. Uh, it's, I like that song, but I, all, all these songs are great. I don't know. Yeah, Alicia Bridges. Does he have anything? Did you got that? Yeah. You got them all. Yeah, of course. Jeez, you, got, you know everything. Love Freak. Oh, I should know that. Uh, I had no idea, and it makes Didn't total sense that? now. No, no the it freak makes total isn't that. Sense. What's his name? The guy, the the guy, the guy, Rick James. No, oh, it's a band called Chic, but they even say oh, it. the okay. freaks say Chic. So yeah, I really yeah, should yeah, not yeah, be yeah, able to yeah, screw yeah. this. And the guy up. who is the Grammy Award winner is uh, Hall of Famer is Nile Rodgers. You got to yeah. hit all these songs, probably a lot of them in this. Show. I, oh, I played all played the them time. Last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah got it. Love Train. They made a commercial out of it for Coors yeah, Light. Yeah, no, I know this. Is People freaking, love the world. I don't know. Shining. I mean, on the Temptations. Train. Close, <laughs> close, not bad. The Jersey OJs. Boys, the, the OJs. OJs, the Jersey Boys. <laughs> <laughs> close. <laughs> shame. They used to play this at the beginning of Gotham when you come out on Gotham Comedy Club. This Which was one? their opening. Oh, yeah. yeah, shame. Wait, you got all this in how much shame? Time? About thirty seconds. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and look how fast he did. It was it was ridiculous. All right, I don't, I'm I'm out. 
Evelyn Champagne out, King, yeah, which tap, is a great I'm name. Tap it out. Tap out. Don't leave me this way. Don't. Well, I know that one because that was oh, the uh, well it, you know the, the song the Communards remade this. That's remember? right. We had that in another then, quiz. That was an old. That was an old. That was a Peter tune. But yes, yeah, <laughs> I just can't remember who sings the first one though. But I know the Communards was like the greatest song. But don't. That was the greatest song. They they remade it. There. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> I can't remember. It's, it, I can't remember her name. Who is it? Thelma Houston. Yeah. Damn it! I should have known. All right. One. Now, who did the hustle? Uh, You'd think everybody would that. know that, nobody right? Nobody knows that. Pete it's Rose. unbelievable because it was like the world's biggest <laughs> song Pete for Pete Rose. Yeah. Okay. Pete Rose. <laughs> Pete Rose. I saw him in Vegas. Charlie Hustle. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Hustle. No. Uh, wait, who did and the hustle? And this guy had a couple of hits, I think. Oh, it's a. How does it go again? Like do the hustle. It's like the only dance I can almost do. I don't know. You got that too? Damn it! Everybody could almost attempt. No, I got that. I'll tell you just quickly. So. Once again, going back to my mom's music. So she had an eight in this giant stereo thing, that yep. piece of wall unit furniture. It had an eight track player. Mm-hmm. So we popped in the eight track player and it was disco's greatest hits. And one of them was the hustle. The hustle. The hustle. And another one is coming up. Okay. What is your favorite disco song of all time? It's a good question. But I, my disco songs were like deep Brooklyn hits. Nobody. Uh, mine really. was knock on wood. Oh, you like that song? Knock, yeah, that was a good song. That was more of a Can you funk play that song? song? Can you play? Knock no, on no, wood? you're listening to the you're other thinking of Eric Clapton's oh, version, right. which is the same thing. Oh, okay. Eddie Floyd did it. Can more, you, more, can more. You play that song, please. I uh, like it. I like it. I don't more, know. I'm more, out. More. I can't believe you know There's that. Two. Yeah, I know all these songs. I'm out. But I don't know who made them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the artist. Oh, I lived right through that time. I mean, I heard the song. I was more, more, more. Was like. Early disco, so they was they were still using instruments. How do you, I never <laughs> heard of this girl? I had to look that. I'm like, I had it? no idea. Andrea, true, true connection. connection. Yeah, it was like yeah. one wonder. And then this, I've heard Funky Town a thousand times, and I would never get. Yeah, I'm not gonna. The get reason Funky I Town. know them is because yeah. of the record covers. Yeah. Ah, lips. The, the album covers and, they had a bunch and, of the, and the you know the center of the record. Yeah, you know, you had, I knew the color and the design of the logo. Like if it was Casablanca record, you like Peter with the baseball cards. You can cover the card. Correct. Right. <laughs> it, it's actually more photographic than it is. Uh, I remember the name. Hmm. Amazing. So yeah. I didn't know. I I don't know. Maybe I got fifteen of those, but I mean, not even. Not even because I would love train like oh yeah like Neil. Well, there was same a bunch thing. of groups like that. Yeah, it was like the Whispers, yeah. and there was the OJ's, and there was you know there was a bunch of groups. They like were that. saying that uh, the. Uh, what's the biggest song of all time? Was probably like Last Dance, or they, they're trying to figure out what was the best. I like I looked up best disco songs of all time. And oh really? Something. Donna I mean, everybody's Summer. got another. What's the song? thing you have to play the most out of all the songs? You know, I still play Barry White to get the party started. Really? Oh, if really? you're if you're an older crowd, you okay. know, if you're if you're like, oh, everybody's sitting down, I'll just put. What on about Barry Michael Jackson? Old. That's funny, uh, Michael Jackson. You know, the question was, yeah, can well, you, they can you play, play it. it? Do they? The question was, can you play it? Yeah, can you? Um, I think all the DJs Softly. stopped for about two weeks, <laughs> two, three weeks. And then when the, the documentary died down. Yep. And then there came some people came out and supported the document or, or right. was against the documentary. Did you see Chappelle? Yes. Yeah. Funny. He took the opposite side yeah. of every argument that's, that's right. out there well, he, and defended it. That line and Chappelle's... Uh, thing is all predicated on one line he goes some people would call me blaming the victim and when as soon as he says that you know where the rest of this yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you can so you, you like can play michael jackson no one uh, I, I thought it was hard to listen to yeah funny oh uh, yeah but hard to listen yeah. to. did you get like would you get protesters like when you play michael jackson like what you can some play play, like, no no i think everybody's separated between so everyone I think so. personal but funny thing is you can't play r kelly 
Oh, you can't? No. <laughs> <laughs> but Too close to home. No, he didn't make enough hits. Uh, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have... <laughs> I mean, Michael Jackson... Came up last night. Yeah. I was in a meeting last night, and like, they go, oh, we love that R. Kelly song. Can you play that? I'm like, mm, definitely not. Because yeah. <laughs> somebody will lose their mind over it. All right. Well, this was awesome. Larry, we, the way yeah, we end the show is in. one good thing or one bad thing of the week. Neil, do you want to start with one good thing, one bad thing of the week? Uh, it could be either one. It could be both. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll go a uh, one bad thing. All right, what happened? So <laughs> Bethel's out of town. Yeah, and when Bethel goes out of town, I have this freaking cat that I love to death. But which one? Bethel always did the morning duties with the cat, mm-hmm. and he just crushed me last night. What does that mean? I started at like three thirty in the morning. He started <laughs> jumping all over me, and then he started growling like a cat, like a dog, like. <laughs> so from three thirty to four thirty, I fed him. <laughs> I fed him oh, twice. Birdie's doing better than your Wait, cat. You interact just, with your cat. It yeah. crushed me. I don't have a cat that interact. I never heard. No, of that. no. This thing yeah. jumps on this me, and then is... so I fed him as much food. I've never fed a cat so much food. <laughs> trying to think it's gonna go into like a. It's gonna. Cat so at four thirty, yeah, a cat coma. So at four thirty, I think I got him. I think I, <laughs> I think I got him. But then all of a sudden, around I'm back to sleep around five thirty. Oh, no. It starts over again. More aggressive growling coming to me. <laughs> just close just, the door. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you. So this is a good just, thing or a bad thing. This yeah. is a bad thing, dude. I'm so tired. It went up. It went on for like two hours of, and every time I'd, I'd be like, and it started really messing with me. So I'd wake up, <laughs> and I'd be like, because he hangs over yeah. me on this dresser and usually just stares at me. And when I wake up, he dives on me. And so I wake up. I was like, he's not on the dresser. But then I'd look to my right, and he would be right there. And then I'd fall asleep, and I wake up again. I look to my right, and then he'd be over on the left. And okay. it was just a constant. You know what you are? You Peter Sellers, me. and that cat is Kato. Yeah. He did. It was. It was like that. He destroyed. <laughs> he, he he took me apart last night. Oh, and, and I, I will like find that. you in your little. Yeah, 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 yeah. It oh was like God. that. Anyway. So you are fun. ridiculous. I just got crushed. And he just, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm almost in, I am impressed by what he did to me. I'm like on. Um, <laughs> Larry, one good thing, one bad thing of the week. Oh, man. Darnold and mononucleosis. Uh, oh my God! Is that a jet issue or what? Is that a jet story that somebody, only the jets could write? Somebody wrote like, "Why can't you get grown-up stuff like chlamydia?" <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. he's—I mean, he's—I mean, what is he? Twenty-two years old. Yeah. He probably did get it. He's out for it's a so month depressing. at least. But they're not—they are. Yeah, but you were excited. You know, the first I, couple of weeks it. at least. Oh, say they're the Giants. Exciting to watch. I mean, you bagged the season after two weeks. Done. One, nobody thought you were going to be Dallas with full strength, and then. An okay game against Buffalo, and that's it. We're done. We're done. My okay. favorite part about the Great. Jets so Sundays are over. It's all well. But I mean, my favorite part about the Jets red is zone. that they get they, a red zone. they fire this coach. They get their. It's like the Mets. They just and it just. It's such it's a Jet Serby. You see, right Steve Serby is yeah, going yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, loving yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First year coach, Rich, Rich Mangini. <laughs> yeah, they go nuts. I see all these guys. First year coach never does anything anyway. You know what I mean? Like they, it takes them forever to implement the system. Whatever it takes, like two years, but. You know, there's always the beginning of the fall, there's hope, whatever. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. A little oh, bit. the catch lightning a in the back. Yeah, nobody line. thought the Bears were going to be that good no. last year. No, they made a great trade. You know what I mean? They no, but the Jets back. remind me of the Mets in the sense that the defense is great. or The Mets have these great pitchers. Every game's kind of close. Mm-hmm. And then they have these weird things that weird. are happening. It's like the weird. mono. And then, I don't know. It's just like, it's, it's and, then, and then everyone, when I was watching a little bit of the Jets, I feel like it's a, it's a weird thing that everyone... 
buys into it really quickly. Like, uh, there we go. You know what I mean? It yeah, sinks they, it, it oh, sinks and then the worse. backup get breaks his leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did he break his leg <laughs> in that game? I think he broke his leg. Oh, my God. Season. I mean, he looked horrible anyway. He looked horrible. He actually, the kid who nobody Falk. knows, he yeah. actually... He has right. a great college career, yeah. Falk. So yeah. he can so lie. That was, uh, that that's was a bad thing. That's week. a bad thing of the week. My bad thing of the week, look, it's all bad this week. Ugh, whatever. Um, is... I, the security deposit nightmare that I went through at my old oh, yeah. like we cleaned everything, we put spackled every wall, and this lady hit me with some of the dumbest stuff. Like yeah, they want their, they want to keep they want to keep that money. So I wrote her like I teed her up good, and I sent it to every doorman. That meme, all right, you want that money? Fine, you keep it. But I'm sending out this letter, you little piece of garbage. And I I gave her a what for. I mean, I they gave her such a look. I gave her a look. <laughs> you Yelp review. You you did a Yelp review. That's it's, what it's called. It's like, evil. You get so mad. You're it's like, evil. Just it's evil. I never write a letter. Never. Can you post it somewhere so I can read it? Sure. I want to see. I it. should post that. Because Bethel did one of the worst Yelp reviews ever. She was so angry one time. Where'd you go? A P.O.P.O., which is one of my favorite P.O.P.O.? P.O.P.O.? Yeah. Oh, P.O.P.O. I love P.O.P.O. Me too. It was like my favorite go-to place, but Bethel, it gets, all, like, did, did Bethel taste... gets all pissy. And, Which one? And I can't go back for like a year. Pissy, pissy? She just unloads. <laughs> she goes home and so mad because this lady treated you, her like... You walk in there, your picture's on the wall. No, I don't think they know who I am. <laughs> they know who I, I don't let Bethel near... Why? No, they don't know who Bethel is. She just went home and wrote this god-awful review. And like, It was like eight pages long. Yeah, she got so mad at that. I'd write the review for what? Go yeah. back. I was like, Bethel, <laughs> I was like, why'd right. you have so to do it there. to P.O.P.O.? It's like my favorite place. Well, and so I didn't go back for a year, but this was like a, a year and two years ago, so now I've been going back. So wait, why? What was her problem then? Same kind of like frustrated. Well, what happened was same kind of thing almost. The, the lady at the thing. This Coke tastes like P.O.P. <laughs> no, this lady treated her. <laughs> I can't help it. This lady treated her like dirt. <laughs> yeah, and that's all it is. It's customer it, service. Yeah, customer But not the food. She got treated like dirt. Uh, no, it was just more like she's, she was so upset. I mean, you know, she doesn't get upset. So. The girl behind the desk had her period that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, but I knew the lady. I knew this lady. She was super nasty little, like, girl. But you just had to plow through that and make sure your food was right. Do better out there, people. Do better. Customer service people, Lenny do better. Lenny will post the review. Can I tell you, let me tell you one good thing of the week. Now that we moved in here and I got to know the lay of the land, the people in this building are so nice. The super is the nicest man ever. And he comes up and within two seconds fixes stuff. Not like before where you got to wait forever, you oh, know. Wow. He'll come up and take care of you, whatever you need. That so nice. Anything. I mean, it's ridiculous how sweet the doormen are. I came in last night. I would grab a perfect example. I bought water bottles of water for us here on the podcast. I go to get the twenty four bottles of water. Today I'm coming. I'm down coming down the block. This guy opens the door, front door, grabs the water out of my hands, t- carries it to the elevator, hits the button. Can I put it on the floor? Sure, put it on the floor. Done. Right. My old building, I could have been in flames holding that water, <laughs> right? The doorman, I'd be banging on the door with my foot. He wouldn't even get. He's he's way closer than this guy. Would not walk around the thing. Yeah. Be like, oh. Is it hot out there or something like that? Yeah, thanks. Like you're the doorman. I know this what is, is your that? Job. That's a weird thing. That, no, I, mean, I mean, this is more of it. More, it's, more it's, money and all that stuff, but at the same time, it's it's, it's a, a better building. Yeah, it's, it's a different. It's this weird. is a real doorman union building. Those guys are like the like the there's the B level doorman union. No, I loved walking in, and the guy was so helpful. Guy's got a hat on. It was cool. I did not. Yeah, know. I, did, I thought the walking in was a little off. To be honest with you, did the you? painting upset me. Oh I yeah, they're redoing the lobby. They're redoing the lobby. Improving. Neil, you're a snob. All right, we're done. Larry Gold, uniquemusic.com. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. If you have a wedding, a bar mitzvah, anything, just call Larry Gold. It's over. You're, you're, you're set. You're set. Just trust me on this. 
spend the money. Don't be idiots. You know, you're going to, I, we've had a couple of friends I've referred and they're like, I don't know. I'm like, he doesn't need you. Okay. I'm doing you the favor. <laughs> Trust me on this one. Get him and his wife. Yeah, there's, Carrie. A, there's only about a hundred thousand people that you can go to go on to. Google to get, you know, yeah, but you got to sift through all that. But, yeah, uh, but I'm telling you, I recommend four things in this world and you're one of them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, um, and so tell everybody, is it Larry at Unique Music or what's yeah, the best way to get in touch? Larry at Unique Music. Larry Gold at Unique Music. Can I give the phone number? Is it still yeah, the 408 or the 800-556-6535? Yeah. Larry Gold, Unique Music. Can and Carrie, his wife, the event planner, Carrie at UniqueMusic.com. I want to get her in here so bad to talk about some of these. She has me in tears talking about some of the... She remembers the horror story. Yeah. <laughs> She's she great horror. at that. She loves Women horror love stories. horror story. She has a horror story every day. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> every day. And, I, and I'm like... I, I gave her one. Home. I gave her one. Yeah, well, I, you you know, were okay. You were okay. I mean, no, no, not my wedding. We were angels. Well, I was a little intense. But, but, but no, I gave her another wedding that she went and did another wedding which was a horror story you know what i mean for me yeah. and then is there an instagram it's at lg4 music uh unique music u-n-i-q-u-e oh, okay s-i-q-u-e is our instagram which is it's good it's fine go take a look at that yeah. it's amazing it's like if you want to see a party just go to that yeah. give it again u-n-i-q-u-e m-u-s-i-q-u-e great that's it All right, larry thanks, thanks you're the best in. thank thanks, you thanks guys that this. was awesome this was awesome Bye. see you guys next week Bye.